Let's go ahead and kick things off. Welcome to Secret Spaces, everybody. This is a weekly Twitter space featuring contributors to Secret Network, builders building on the network, and news from around the ecosystem. And this week we have Serenity Shield with us. And Serenity Shield has just launched their app on mainnet. Been a long time coming. We've been talking with the Serenity Shield team for quite a long time now. And it's exciting to finally see this app launch on mainnet. So we're going to talk about what exactly it is that they built and what it serves. And uh, sounds like they're pretty busy right now. So <laughs> we're gonna see how much they can afford. And uh, let's just go ahead and jump into things. Uh, we have Nikos from the Serenity team with us. Nikos, how's it going? Hey Patrick, great to catch up as always. And thanks for having us back again. It's been some time since we last had a conversation, I believe so. Yeah, Long overdue. Yeah, for sure. So you guys have just launched on mainnet. Um, sounds like things are going pretty well. It's pretty busy. Well, we're sort of caught in this, I guess, the two phases of Web3 at the moment because we launched as a blockchain technology only about a week ago. And now we're turning our focus to being a cryptocurrency for a little bit of time because we've got a token launch impending. So unfortunately we've not even really had a chance to stop and enjoy it and it's onward and upward so the the, the two go hand in hand you know you've got the blockchain tech and the and then the utility of the token required to make it a full functioning product so it's it's a, a necessary thing that we have to do and 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 we're just pushing on but yeah the, the team are pretty flat out at the moment actually the tech guys for the first time are probably a bit quieter they're getting a bit of a break after the last few months so they're taking a bit a little bit of time out before it gets crazy after the new year and it's all now more about front-facing marketing and all that kind of stuff that's a bit more operational nice well that's good to hear let's just start with the basics then uh for anybody who's not familiar with serenity shield and what you guys have built um maybe take us back to the beginning we don't have to spend too long but since we mentioned you guys have been building for, I don't know, a year at least. Just take us back to how Serenity Shield began, uh, the vision, and what it is that Serenity Shield's Strongbox staff is really providing. Absolutely, no problem, Patrick. And a good, I'm glad you brought that up. I think it's always important to go back to the beginning on this project because it's sort of changed and, and developed as it went along, uh, answering the needs of the market and then also kind of realizing you know that we had bigger utilities so the whole premise of serenity shield and our strongbox decentralized application was to solve this inherent problem of the seed phrase and that was uh, how as a group that we sort of came together and conceptualized something that we wanted to do and there was the 
at the, at the time, if I remember right, it was about two years ago when I recall, there was, there was a lot of news and media uh, about this problem. Uh, and we ourselves had, had been victim in some capacity, whether it was myself through being locked out of leverage trading accounts or other colleagues like Boris, uh, one of the founders, obviously having losses on AEX exchange. There was there was different things that made, basically made us really, really aware of the situation and the exposure that we had to centralised uh, wallets. And to be fair, I'm, I'm always very transparent about this. I mean, privacy and, and everything like that was something I came to sort of indirectly by doing this. Uh, it took me time to really start to sort of wake up and be aware. And life is a journey like that. So the, the whole thing that we were working on was this problem of seed phrase. But in developing out our solution, we quickly realised that, you know, that the market runabout is shifting all the time. But equally, a seed phrase, like anything else, is just a bit of information. It's just another piece of data. So why stop uh, with the offer at seed phrase? Why not allow users to utilise a solution that allows them to protect other pieces of information? And I know there's a lot of different chains and with their dApps and solutions that are doing data storage, but there wasn't many that were offering data storage on-chain with recoverability, recoverability and an inheritance solution built in. So that was the the overall sort of problem we wanted to, to, to fix. And, and just for anyone that, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows the different issues with seed phrases and, and, and the, the problems that that brings. But the, we were we were absolutely astonished at the, the the value in terms of loss in the market that had come uh, the years prior to that and continues to increase uh, through really kind of three verticals and the main ones being through carelessness and death and obviously unfortunately through security through hacking and all the rest of it but yeah misplacing of confidential information is not something new it's something that's been a big problem for a long time and. The market was responding to this problem, it seemed, by utilising hardware services or products that you can hold in your hand, tangible instruments and all the rest of it, that really was felt the shifting a blockchain problem to a Web2 solution. And we're telling the world, we're trying to, we're all, we're all in this space at conferences and, and these events all the time, trying to convince the world that blockchain and Web3 is the way forward. And then you say to them, yeah, but we're going to use this old technology. We're going to go back the way because we don't trust our own security enough uh, to, to, to build something using the very thing we're telling you guys to, to get on board with. So it was important for us that we actually developed a full blockchain pro, uh, solution to this in, uh, inherent blockchain problem. And I think. Now that we're on mainnet, I think we've got closer to achieving that. And I think we're we're looking forward now to 2024 and turning this into more of a an onboarding, uh, more like a business development strategy side of a, of, of, a, of a project's journey than what it's been from conceptualizing and then design and then all the, all the sort of stuff that went along with building the skeleton and laying out the foundations. We've, we've far surpassed that point now and uh, very proud after two years that we have got a product that's uh, that's performing uh, very well, considering, you know, it's uh, it's uh, been a tough journey. Yeah, so really it started out with more of a focus on storing a I guess just a seed phrase was really the initial idea, being able to recover a seed phrase for a crypto wallet. And since that time, I think you've kind of expanded your vision and what 
the strong box is able to store and retrieve. Is that right? That's absolutely correct. And you know, it was it was something that we wanted to tackle because the industry again. I was talking about how they're we're trying to pull people into this space. You know, generally speaking, we're all quite passionate about it from different angles and different agendas that uh, bring us in whether it's through one network or another network, kind of collectively, I think we all agree that we're maximalists for blockchain in some capacity, even the DGENs, you know, whether whether meme tokens or NFTs or whatever it might be, anything like that. We have got synergy in the sense that we're all here using those services and have to utilize wallets to do that. And for us, it felt like a bit of a niche or, or an area of the market where there was a huge gap and a massive opportunity to come in and really develop a, pro a, a solution that would allow the industry to have a bit more confidence in onboarding new users to the space. Because for the longest time, one of the, one of the biggest things that goes on in the space is this quest for liquidity. You hear projects talking about they need money and they need to build. A lot of the time they keep running out of money because they don't really have anything to offer and they keep developing out ideas and things never really go anywhere. And a lot of the ideas are my own opinion sometimes in this space and Web3 and all the rest of it is that people are searching for solutions to problems that don't even exist, you know, and yeah, maybe it's quite cool that they've got a bit of code that can do a certain thing, but when it comes to real world use case, can it actually do something? So for us, while our product's not uh, the most exciting in terms of what, what they, it's not a game, it's not uh, something that people can trade on or whatever, it's, it's your gateway to to security, you know, it's your, your gateway to the space, uh, backing up your credentials uh, was why we saw it that way. But as I said earlier on there at the top, that really the seed phrase really made us quickly realise that why are we stopping there? Because people want to protect other forms of information and they're currently doing it on cloud. And we all sort of know the sort of issues with centralization uh, associated with cloud servers and cloud sort of, uh, not servers, cloud um, companies and third parties that kind of play the intermediary role in these, these capacities. So that was something as well. We're like, well, people are going to, have, if there's a market for this, then there's a market for that. And there clearly is because there's a lot of great companies and great kind of Web3 projects that are developing these solutions. I think the kicker for us, there's two things here. There's never <laughs> there's never one project that can service the whole industry, right? So when it comes to data and the growth of data, there was never going to be one uh, project that could do all of it under one roof. And you've also got brand loyalty as well. You've got customers that prefer a certain brand for whatever reason. That's why people use Android, others use Apple. So Monopoly was, I don't think it's, it's, it's good and I don't think it was ever going to happen anyway. So that doesn't put us off. It just tells us there's a there's a thriving market and a booming market going towards more data. And I'm forgetting now what the second point to that was. There was the the seed phrase we said, the marketing. And then oh, I've lost my train of thought, Patrick. So back to you, I'm afraid. I think you're muted, Patrick. Hello. So I think Patrick's dropped out. So is it the guest turns host? Is that what happens here? Because I don't think we've got a co-host up here. So I think we have to wait for Patrick to come back. Yeah, I guess Patrick John, Patrick dropped off. Hey, Lisa. Okay, Patrick's back. Are we good on the host? No, I think we're struggling to get Patrick back up here. Okay. Uh, well, your your audio dropped out as well. So 
Uh, you were saying there was a second point. Can you hear me? <laughs> Loud and clear. We're back. Sorry, we're trying man. to get back into business. Yeah, I dropped and I was trying to join back. Okay, <laughs> that was the worst timing because it was right when you said, I heard you hand it over to me and I had just dropped off on the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was, I was... I, I lost my train of thought because I, so, I, I sort of thought that I dropped out and I was like, I'm, don't tell me I'm speaking and people can't hear me. And then, yeah, there was obviously something happened. So, <laughs> No worries, no worries. Okay, well. well we shall, we shall, let's pick up from here. Let's go. Why yeah. don't we start with a fresh question? Because that I think trying to pick up from where we were will never work. So yep, let's yep. go to another question. So let's, let's just break it down for somebody who's interested in using this, why would they want to use it? Uh, which we've said that they can store seed phrases, they can store other types of confidential data. Um, and the idea is that this is a decentralized solution. So you're not just storing this on some centralized cloud provider that you know you don't really control who, you don't really own that data, You know, not your keys, not your crypto, not your keys, not your data. Um, it's a risk of being deleted by that service provider. It's it's just really putting the trust in their hands uh, in a centralized solution. So it's a decentralized solution to that problem. Um, what can users what can users store other than seed phrases? Are there any limitations on like the file size? I would imagine there probably is. Yeah, at the at the moment in this early version, there's definitely going to be. There's limitations. Don't ask quote ask me to quote the number. I can't. I can honestly not remember. But it is. It isn't. It, it's not megabytes. It's gigabytes, which is a good start. I know that much. And uh, you also you prompted me to remember the second point. I always wanted to say. So with our solution as well, I guess the other thing is kind of answering what you're saying now. The the thing that really made our our solution a bit different was this inheritance layer as well, which we'll get into how that that actually works in a little bit. So. I don't think I don't think people would use our solution because it's decentralized. I think people use blockchain because these blockchain solutions because they're decentralized. So I think that brings and I make that point because when you're thinking of it from a marketing perspective, we need to think about who our competitors are. And our competitors are actually other decentralized platforms in the space in a lot of ways because the people that have made it, made it over this far have probably made the choice that they don't want to be doing anything uh, with things like Google or iCloud or places like that. So yes, file types, the idea will be that we can obviously cover all types of files. And, and actually, to be honest, you, the, the way it is at the moment, people can do that. Uh, as you say, they're just it's not as recoverable in a higher speed time that you would be used to with something like Google Drive, but then you're also getting all the added benefits of self-custody, removing that, that sort of centralized power away from them as well. So there, there's there's this, this aspect and people will have that dilemma of, well, what's really important to me and really what should be kept safe? And that's why we call it Strongbox. But Strongbox is something where you're keeping that very, very important and confidential information. It's extremely sensitive to you, to your family, to, the, to your legacy effectively, uh, which is why we call it Serenity Shield. It's 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 a shield for your peace of mind, and that that is what I think separates us. I think there'll be other solutions that that, that do come to the market that are geared more towards you know big 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 storage is what they want to do, and that will that will be something we go into a market with more of the corporate solution. But for the day to day user, that's not necessarily what every retail user wants to be doing. You know, in a lot of cases, I think that the use case here will be 
knowing that they've got a solution that allows them to back up for themselves and also forward plan and estate plan for the future of their usually probably their children I would imagine a lot of people talk about their spouse their, their wife or husband or something but I think it really does bother people when they think more about their children you know it's it's strange to me because in the, in the physical world we've all become so accustomed to having properties having vehicles um, even things like I'm looking at my two guitars at the moment my, my musical instruments that we've gathered over time things that are precious to us that we leave in effectively leave in paper wills through a notary or a lawyer and these services are very very expensive you know at the end of end of life and then it has to go through a notary we don't have these services in place for the decentralized space because it's decentralized and that's the whole thing so we need to start encouraging and i think that will be through education where we make people aware of the fact that these assets while you can't hold them in your hand they are value it is value we were talking about this in the team earlier on justin and i that even you know people that are holding dog tokens and, and things that seem trivial and, and we laugh at them we forget people still have that there's value there's there's physical uh, asset value in those and while we might joke about it as a kind of community sometimes about what they mean in terms of utility and function uh for whatever reason they still carry uh, that that cost uh, element to their, their 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 value and we need to be ensuring people are taking the necessary steps as they enter the space to utilize tools like strongbox to back up their credentials have a, a, a good uh, approach to set up and then you're going to surely you're going to navigate into the space a bit more confident using a wallet because a lot of a lot of the time what do we hear about people that don't know crypto i don't i don't feel comfortable using a wallet i don't like the idea of this wallet thing because they, they're very very nervous about misplacing a password in other cases they're just not sure of how to use it and something we as humans if we don't know something we're we're, we're very wary of it we're skeptical we can be very suspicious so we need to try and break these barriers down if we're serious about trying to onboard users. You know, you look at Secret Network, you, your whole utilities privacy, there's going to be a whole need for that. But before we even get people in to even think about talking about privacy, they've got this barrier in front of their face of this wallet. And that's what I, I think is an industry we have to start thinking outside the 4% or 5% of the world that are using cryptocurrencies and, and, and blockchain technologies and try to encourage others because... I don't know what it's like for everyone listening or where you guys come from in the world, but certainly in my social circle, people think, I mean, one of my best friends, he just thinks the whole thing's a joke. You know, he thinks that everything we do is, he calls it charlatans. Uh, I wouldn't even say he calls it, it's nothing to do with being scammy. He just, oh, he's a person that still feels old, old hat, that feels that cash is king. Uh, the, the technology, while it'll evolve, uh, it still needs to be something tangible. And I think in there is where the problem is, is that Web3 seems it's such a stretch for a lot of people to think about. And I don't think we've been doing a great job as an industry uh, to take away that stigma. And I think we need to start by putting solutions like Strongbox, and there'll be so many others that are now moving towards that trajectory of making it safer, safer easier, and more practical for people to come to the space. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think probably the best comparison, in my mind at least, as to like what kind of Web2 solution could be used for something similar would be like a password manager like Bitwarden or uh, LastPass, 
do you see Serenity Shield as being like a Web3 version of those things in a way? To some extent, to some extent, yeah, but so much more with the layer of data storage that it has there as well. Um, as I said, there's there's that element to it as well. Where I, I'm not, I don't know all of these products, but I don't believe they give you the capacity for storage. I mean, our basic package will be 10 gigabytes standard. Um, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Most of them are quite limited. Yeah, but, I think they're yeah, quite more limited to like credential storage, saving passwords, and stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not sure. Again, I've I've kind of lost track. There's so many products there, but I don't know how many of them now offer like uh, even inheritance, even in that space. You know, I know it's not decentralized necessarily. But I don't even know how many of them yeah. are doing that as well. That's another thing. Yeah, that definitely makes Serenity Shield a unique offering. I think is that um, that ability to pass on your credentials and your your data to uh, like a close family member or whoever you deem as your successor. Uh, in the situation of your death or maybe you just get locked out or something like that. So it's nice that you have a backup plan just in case something happens and you lose access to that data. You can uh, put somebody else in your life as a inheritor of that data. So I think you talked about that a little bit. Do you want to touch on that a little bit more about like exactly how, how that works. works and how somebody can, yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'll give it as I said before. I'm I'm more on the on the front facing side of things, but I'm always good, happy to give a kind of high level overview. But if people have got questions about the the more inner workings of the technology or the code behind it, certainly those are questions that they can pass to the team and will ask. But from a high level perspective, we've tried to keep the user interface as friend user as user friendly and as kind of uh, relatable to other applications that they'll be used to in their in their day-to-day life. So it works by simply coming to the browser or the address like you would with any application and creating an account, logging, either logging back in or creating an account for the first time. Uh, you would then be greeted with a very kind of intuitive, simple application panel. And at that point, you are prompted to either you know, create a personal strongbox or a list call it, we call it a nominee strongbox where you can nominate someone also as an inheritor. Uh, you would then be kind of, again, prompt to, do you want to store a seed phrase? Do you want to upload a document? So the seed, the seed phrase, if you picture the seed phrase function, first of all, you'd give it a name. So let's say it's a phantom wallet. I want to protect this as a phantom wallet. So you give it a name and then you go in and you would pick what kind of wallet is this? It's a DEX wallet. Is it, a, is it a centralized exchange password? Whatever it might be, you put the, the relevant thing in and it will then present you with the option of 12 or 24 boxes. Let's say you just want your 12 boxes. You literally put your code in nice and simple. And that is then closed off. Back we go, maybe upload a couple of documents because you can do so many, you can do a few things in one go with your strong box. At that point, Let's say we now want to allocate a wife or a husband. Again, we would put their contact information, uh, their notifications, all that kind of stuff in. Uh, their wallet address as well for their NFT. We might need to set them a wallet up. That's that's something else that needs to be talked about probably at a later time. But at that point, this is where secrets start coming in now. So the, that information is encrypted in our panel. It then gets sent to Secret Network. That information, then the, the unlock information that is stored in a private smart contract, all of that, those private credentials, 
are, are stored in one of the secret networks private smart contracts. It's further encrypted on your side before coming back. The viewing key, the viewing key for that smart contract comes back to Serenity Shield. At that point, we take the viewing key and we split it into three parts. And we store those three parts on three NFT keys. So the way it works is one key stays with the owner uh, or the account creator. Key number two goes to Serenity Shield, which is then deployed to one of our uh, vault spaces. And key number three uh, is intended for the benefactor or the inheritor of the account and remains inactive. That's quite important initially until the parameters of the smart contract are set. Now, when you're doing your setup of the, the strong box and you're putting your inheritor's name or, or the, the, the nominee's name into the account, you will also be prompted to set your inactivity period. So you can define the inactivity period that you want. So if you don't return to your account, we will then notify you. If you then don't respond to the notifications over a period of time, it would then trigger based on the smart contract that you have. So that's how that third key works. But to recover the information in the private smart contract, you will require two of the three keys to get the information back. So that's at a very high level, and I'm sure there's probably technical people with more technical questions about the inner workings of that. Uh, but that's a very high level overview of how the, the system works. That's really Thank cool. Uh, just uh, jumping in a bit. Um, so at Shapeshift, we, that was one of the biggest challenges that we were facing was this whole idea, which is, you said, the seed of how Serenity Shield was born. It's how do you make it easier for people to manage their private keys without compromising the ethos of your keys, your crypto? And it's a hard problem. It's it's really not easy. I'm just, I'm curious if uh, if I can ask, sorry, Patrick, to interrupt the, the flow, but I just wanted to know a clarification on, thank you for breaking down how Serenity Shield works. Uh, I'm just wondering if you're introducing an element of, um, of non non custodianship of your own keys in there, which I don't object to. I think I don't see another way to solve the problem. I'm just wondering: is this a decentralized solution, or is there a centralized component to it? Well, that's why we use private smart contracts because the whole premise is that no one can see the private smart contract, and no one therefore can hold that. I mean, uh, we're not. You don't have the, the other thing is you don't have to store them there. It's like you, you don't have to use our solution. It's just one solution. So by storing them there, you could also store them somewhere else. It's not. I think the, diff the, the difference, but the way I look at it is when you think of centralized um, control of keys, they literally have our keys. You know, at all, at all times, we can't. They can't. We we can't really take them back without removing the account. We remove the account. We can't use the service. There's a bit. That's that's what I see a little bit different. I, I mean, I know. I think if there wasn't the layer of privacy which is where this gets really important. And this is why privacy is a fundamental human right, because the, I, the, way, I, the way I look at it, as I always say from, from a marketing point of view, how would you sort of package this up? And I, I'm looking at simply as what happens in strong, what happens in your strong box stays in your strong box. We don't know, secret doesn't know, and that's the whole layer of privacy. Now you're getting into the realms of, do you trust the technology that's behind it? And if we start if we start getting to that point, then I'd say as an industry we should probably go back the way because if we if we can't move forward until we reach consensus on what's a verifiable kind of network and, and all the rest of it, then we've not got what we think we have. 
And that's back to the point I was saying earlier on about blockchain solution for a blockchain problem. Uh, the the way that the, the way that we're going, like I think we need to be definitely relying more on the technology that we have uh, and what we're building rather than going back the way. So I don't know if that does that kind of kind of uh, at least it's my opinion on it. I don't know if that kind of clarifies yeah. that or sense. But that's yeah, the way I look at it. I'm going to take it a, like it to extreme, and I know this is not what you said, but sure, of course. Kind of where I'm going is from what you said is is a viewpoint that I could embrace, which is that there's no point in having decentralization if no one can use it. <laughs> so there has it has to be usable. Yes, yes. because because I mean we start getting into more like sociology now because we start getting into the realms of anarchy and things like that as well. This is where I always say, like, I've, I think decentralization has to exist within a centralized world. I don't, because we're, we're getting into the, the realms of power, and, and that's what a lot of this all comes down to. I think the, the purists, when it comes to decentralization, uh, live in a, in, a, in a perfect world, <laughs> in an ideal situation where if we were all equal, then it would, be, it would just work fine. Um, this is where the trust element with the various networks comes in as well. Um, and this is this is why there's so much nervousness from people in the in the real world, as we call it, in the Web two space, that coming over. I think you raise a very good point, and and I actually tend to agree with what you're saying there. You know, I th I don't think there is any one. Uh, there, there's no one hundred percent in life. Also, there's no guarantee of one hundred percent on anything, other than death. And even then, people say we live forever. So, it's it's not something that I think is wrong. What you're saying, I, I kind of actually tend to support, but. I do think we need to be trying to move forward towards uh, that idealism that we're looking for, but being aware that it's, it's probably never going to be realised. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know if I put, booted myself out of the room. Am I still here? No, you're still here. You're still here. Okay. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I, I, my whole goal really has been for the last six years is mainstream adoption, right? And I, I respect the purest perspective of decentralization. Everything has to be decentralized. I just I want things to be practical enough to be to be adopted and like it's it's a clash. So I, I do know a lot of people who are total purists and would not accept any form of centralization, no matter what the benefit. But I just don't know how viable that is in the long term. I agree we need to be moving towards that ideal state, but how do we get there and and still make it usable? You know, that I'm glad that you're tackling the problem because I feel like it's a huge problem and someone needs to be completely focused on it in order to solve it. It can't be a side thing. I think uh, what you said there made me think about what we're really actually trying to do. We're not catering for the 0.1% of people that in the world. And you're talking about the 1% of the 1% here that are looking for pure decentralization I, I i don't think that that's i think i don't think it's achievable uh, in in the near future i don't even think I, if i want it to be achievable because i do believe that we need sort of systems that we agree on as well and sometimes that requires some form of centralization somewhere and I, you're talking to someone here that completely hates the system actually as well i should point that out but i'm also practical and pragmatic about the sort of social impact of decentralization of everything, you know, not just currency and money, but if we decentralized the whole system and took power away from everything, because 
I don't I don't believe all centralization is bad. I, I do think it's achieve, achieves a lot of good things in the world. You, you need to in fact see you need to put it into the wider concept then of like uh, economy as well. Like what does centralization look like within social a socialist system? What does it look like within a capitalist system? What does it look like in a post-capitalist system, which is arguably where we're going now? So these things completely change our perspective of decentralization and i think that's very important that when you're pure back to my point earlier on when you're 100 percent sure about something i'm always saying to people you know i, I don't i don't think that's good i've always said one of the things i don't, I don't one of the things i don't like in life is isms because ism means that you have to take an absolute position and i'm a person that's open-minded mm -hmm. enough that i'm willing to change my mind if someone can present evidence and i think when you're within an ism you're you're sort of entrenched in a position and it's difficult. We need to be dynamic um, and practical about what we need versus what's possible. You know, not, not and, and and as you say, I think we're tackling a problem, and we're definitely moving it in the right direction. Uh, whether people people will always find holes and criticise because what they'll say is, yeah, but it's not perfect. Well, nothing ever is. If it was perfect, then there would be no problem to solve. So that that's that's my take on it. And again, it's more philosophical angle and more like political, I guess, and, and all the rest of it. Yeah. But right. that that I think is, Pragmatic. I think that is the most important. yeah, definitely. And and I I would draw a parallel between the difference between Bitcoin and ETH, right? The maximalism, right? Bitcoin maximalism mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. highly related to decentralism. Um, and uh, I'm just using these isms because you you mentioned isms. Yeah, but, exactly, exactly. But it's not very practical. Yes, Bitcoin is the most decentralized blockchain and probably always will be. And yes, it was launched by people who didn't have an agenda for for increasing their own wealth. That's great. However, it's just not very practical for implementing DeFi. You have to do so much extra work as opposed to ETH, which has the built-in virtual machine. So this is the process of evolution. And yes, it's not perfect, like you said, but it's better in ways, the gain, the, the advantages are enough that it's worth sacrificing some of that idealism. Exactly. And I think the key takeaway on this point here is that I think people need to celebrate the small victories where we can have them. And a silly, let me give a silly example. I use, I, I, I personally, I'm, I'm not, this isn't a company I'm shilling, maybe others in privacy space use it as well. I use Mulvad VPN um, and I pay for it using Monero. And for me, that's a small victory, right? And it's not, it's not the whole universe over that we can pay everything in Monero, but for me, these things are pretty, pretty cool that we can do them, and more and more of these services will come through. If we can decentralize some things and, and re, re sort of re empower ourselves where we can, I think it's moving to a better situation for all. But to 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 dream uh, that tomorrow we'll wake up and it's going to be all decentralized and everyone will be happy, I don't think so. Uh, our nature, you know, some people are. Some people are greedy, some people are aggressive. There, we've all got these different traits and asking everyone to agree uh, and, and be agreeable to a system that would work for all, I don't think it's, I don't think it's uh, re realistic. And I don't think it would be a world I would want to live in anyway. I think it would be a very boring place if we were all the same and all sort of too equal. Um, but what we need to try and aspire to is 
removing monopolies, I think, and, and blockchain allows us to do that. And for our species and our time, it's definitely as, as horse as you guys, probably know Cosmos Horse, he always says this, it's probably the last chance for our species, you know, to, to re-empower ourselves a little bit. So that's that's where, and you know, this, this stuff's actually all very relevant. I'll tell you why. A lot of the setup for Serenity Shield and the concept, conceptualization was born out of synergy between my personality, Boris's personality, Venkat, and things that we aspire to try and achieve. Uh, Boris and I, particularly when it comes to sort of our social beliefs and everything like that, we're very, very similar as people. So when we wanted to do this, there was there is that essence at the core of it all, and it is quite important. I know we've went off on a bit of a tangent, but it's actually quite important because I tend to find that when I've been to various events this year, that people do share similar philosophies not exactly the same but there's a there is a there's a sort of underlying sharing of ethics and philosophy in this in this world the the the, the rivalries typically start coming in when you start talking to validators and people like that that have got these uh, kind of opinions on how networks should run and then politics comes into it all but in the overall grand philosophy there's as i said at the top of the call we all sort of agree that we want to be in blockchain so how do we get more people to feel that way? I think that's the first hurdle. Get them over here, and then we'll talk about the politics of blockchain later. And then it will start. You see, they start centralising themselves within decentralised space, and that's because all humans, uh, as, as Orwell always talked about, you know, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others, and that exists in all aspects of nature, and it will exist in blockchain as well. Loving this discussion. <laughs> I'm just going to jump in here and remind people that uh, you can actually try Serenity Shield right now for free. Is that right? Yes, we're giving, uh, this is kind of twofold again for transparency. So there, there's 5,000 slots available for people to come in and try the product for free for six months. I believe it's starting from the moment your account rather than it being a six month window for everyone. Uh, we're giving a basic level of about 500 megabytes of storage as well, along with one personal strongbox, one nominee strongbox, something else included. I think that it's it's good because we were talking about the fact that you the account, which is the minting of those NFTs. So there's those NFTs that, that are true NFTs because they're not tradable, they're not for sale, they're literally digital keys that unlock the box. Uh, you can mint those keys on any EVM network at the moment, and eventually there'll be other layers brought in. So again, it's, it's a good proper multi-chain solution. And we want to give people a chance to try it. And also knowing that we've still got a lot of features and things now, now that we're on mainnet that we want to bring in before we kind of really start pushing it uh, and as, as a real product or a finished product. But the cost of minting those NFTs is approximately $50. You know, there's a cost in the network for the three NFTs and then there's the gas. So the free offering is great because it covers that for you forever. I mean, if you set up a box and you don't want to use it right now, it means you can use it again in the future. So even coming in and just taking advantage of that, the project is going to cover that cost for 5,000 people plus the first year's subscription cost, which is about 20, it's about $23. I think it works out for 10 gigabytes. Uh, included as well with your recoverability, your inheritance. And, you know, people that are saying, well, are you charging for a product? Well, it costs money to make a product, it costs money to run a product, it costs money to run a team. So there, there is there is costs associated um, with that. And all costs are payable in our native token search. So the reason, another reason why we wanted to be free at the moment is because we didn't want to delay in people getting to use the product, which requires the token to actually 
pay for subscription. So our token goes live in about two weeks and coming to a couple of exchanges that we'll announce very, very soon. Uh, about the, the thing is, you'll never, technically, you'll never really have to hold the token uh, if you don't want to. If, it's just pu if you're purely a product user and you just want to pay for the service, uh, let's say you're using a, a wallet like Meta Network, you mint your NFTs, uh, you, want to, you want to pay for the service for one year, there's a swap feature uh, with an API built in. It would literally just buy the tokens on your behalf. You wouldn't even see it happen. It'll do it in the background and you'll have your subscription. So effectively, you can pay in USDT and that benefits the ecosystem. However, by holding tokens as well, um, assuming we get this right and assuming we do onboard users and we can grow a base, well, that revenue, the revenue generated for that will also result in some profit as well. So what we want to do with the profit from the, from, from the, the revenue is also redistribute a percentage back to the token holders as well. So um, unlike other like reward schemes that pay holders for holding the token that come from liquidity pools or from charts, uh, this is actually quite useful. It's more like a stocks and shares thing where it's dividends almost coming from the, the revenue that's been made by the company. So you're not relying on it coming from the chart or coming from the token sort of value uh, out there in liquidity pools, which is really, I think, for me, I think that's a bit better and, and, and definitely something that gives incentive. Yeah, and it's really interesting how you're not requiring people to actually interact with the token. Again, that goes right back to exactly. making exactly. it simpler for people to come into this space. What what are the barriers? Remove the barriers, right? Like no one wants to no new person wants to buy a token that they don't know about. There's so many unknowns and just being able to buy it with um with USDT and having it automatically do it for you. I think that is very much aligned with the ethos that you said you started with so uh high integrity there we are we're trying i, I mean the founding team has been successful in, over the years you know we're guys that have kind of passionate about developing a product bringing it to market and doing well with it and we are very true to ourselves as well i mean at the end of the day if if the product's usable and it's good people will want to come and, and, and use it we hope and and from there then you know, we'll have a full-fledged ecosystem and round about that. There's other products and services that we want to roll out in the future. Potentially even a rebrand for Serenity Shield we're talking about as well um, because of what we want to do with the wider ecosystem. And really early early next year, we're already, I mean, turning our sights to a couple of things, biometric integration uh, for some elements of it and also AI, which I think the AI in the background would be intended more for things like selecting which vault the second NFT goes to, uh, using algorithms for checking randomness. Again, don't I'm technical, but I know that that's what they're looking at. So these are things in the future that might emerge as well. But at this stage, at this juncture, as I said, it's a good chance for people to come in and at least try it, set up an account. And if they don't ever use the service again, at least it's there if they change their mind and there's no cost for it. They, they remove that cost of whatever it was about fifty dollars plus setup, so you're about seventy five dollars per account. So there's a nice, it's a nice saving to make, and gives you the option in the future if you want to use it. Yeah, so I I pinned the uh, announcement about that in the space. So if anyone's interested in checking that out, uh, Nikos did say that there's a limited amount of open slots yet, so probably better to do that sooner rather than later before they fill up. But there are 5,000 free trials available if you want to check that out and create a strong box right now. 
Yeah, thanks, Patrick. I mean, we've got. I think there's a counter running on this anyway. So obviously, right now we've just announced it. So there are definitely lots of space. It's not like all these Web three products come to the market and everyone's rushing to use them. But they will. I mean, we had over five thousand in testnet. Um, so I think there was. In fact, I think it was near six thousand on the testnet, and we didn't push it too hard. So I think we're hoping. We're hoping that people will take it up over the next kind of matter of weeks or whatever. But yeah, as I say, it's 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 quite user friendly, you know, and 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 simply having your wallet connect and do what you have to do. But give it give it a try. Um, as I say, as well, nothing's perfect, so we're always looking for good feedback and things that people would like to see, features they would like us to change. Because if we see that, if we see a pattern in the response and the feedback, then it's people trying to tell us something. So we would listen to that. It's not a case of you know we're stubborn. This is our product. It's it's very much a product that's made for people to use. So we need people to tell us what's good about it, what's bad about it. And Testnet done that to an extent, but moving forward, you know, when you're starting to use a product in, in the day-to-day real life, it's important that we're getting that feedback. Um, like when you have a mobile phone, you get new versions coming out all the time. They change based on, you know, feedback and what works, what doesn't work. It's going to be the same for Strongbox. It'll change massively, I think, over the next year. I think you'll see that it becomes a very dynamic thing. And there's other features that we will be uh, including within so that we have it more like a hub of services and features where people get that as included as part of their package. There's there's three, there's basically going to be three packages to choose from. Um, the, the, uh, right now, there will, only really be, be, there will only really be one that people want to use. But in the future, when we develop the other products and services, then I think others will opt for those as well. Awesome. Well, we have about 10 minutes left. I wanted to make sure we save some time for questions from the audience. So if anybody in the audience has any questions for the Serenity Shield team, feel free to go ahead and put your hands up. And while we're waiting on questions, is there anything we haven't already covered that you wanted to mention, Nikos? No, I think we'll just show, show the fact that we've got a token launching in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's been, I said earlier to you, Patrick, it's been really tiring. I, honestly, between the... Trying to navigate the Web3 space and, and and find who's good, who's organic and who's not. It's been tough. A lot of sleepless nights and long hours. But we have had this dilemma of shifting all of our focus from being this blockchain technology now to getting people behind the token. Because as you will know, Patrick, we never ever raised funds through VC. We never done it through the token. We, we self-funded. We did do some private sales eventually for people that wanted to get involved early. But we were rare in the sense that we didn't use our token as a crowdfunding mechanism. We wanted to have it. We were always wanted to have a product before we launched the token, so that people had a little bit of confidence that we weren't using their money to fund the development of an idea, which is often, which lets a lot of projects down because they either run out of funds or, you know, someone in the team leaves and the project doesn't get finished. There, there's various reasons it happens, and we've we've all seen it, and it it's become a bit tiring with all the. To- 20,000 plus projects and, and, and networks and different things that have emerged in crypto, that's became a little bit tough for people to swallow. So now we can shift our focus to being cryptocurrency for five minutes, but we don't want to stay in that realm too long. But it is important that we, we raise attention for the fact that our token is part of an ecosystem and that ecosystem, we want it to thrive. We want people to come in and support it and we want them to get benefit 
in the future for supporting that. And as I said earlier on, there'll be revenue shared and all the rest of it develops as we grow. I would, again, I'm a very honest guy. I don't think anyone's going to, don't expect to see any revenue coming back anytime soon because, you know, we need to, we need to onboard clients before that happens, but that's, that's a reality. Um, what I do anticipate is probably from January, you know, we will start to see people slowly but surely come in using the product and from there, there will be, that will result in people purchasing the token which in value in return I, I, I strongly hope you know brings value to the ecosystem so that's what we've got coming up immediately that's where all our focus is at the moment mainnet's there now it's on to token launch so the to anyone that's looking and you see the the, the tag dollar search we're talking token is s-e-r-s-h search uh, it's coming to a couple of uh, fairly good good exchanges I'm sure everyone will know and it will be live uh, on the 18th of December giving you a bit of alpha we haven't even announced that publicly but for the friends of Secret and the people here that have supported us that's the date that we'll be going uh, on exchange You heard it here first there's a little bit of alpha That's awesome Nikos uh, sounds like you guys have a lot to look forward to and we're going to be watching you and hopefully we can continue working with you and supporting you. And um, it's exciting. So looking forward to that. Um, I don't see any questions from the audience, but before we wrap up, how can people get involved with the Serenity community? What's the best way to get involved and follow you? Yeah, there's uh, all the usual ways, yeah, Twitter, Telegram, Discord, of course, but if, uh, I think the most active way someone can get involved, if that, it depends on personality types. Again, if people want to get involved in the, the usual quests and day-to-day -day stuff, we've got a couple of community managers that push all that out. They can join the Zealy uh, as well, but that, those links are available if they join the Telegram uh, or the Discord. And... To be honest, the best way you can support it is just being an advocate for blockchain and telling people about what we're all doing. It's it's a long struggle, a long road ahead. It's not going to be easy. It's uh, genuinely like everything we touched on earlier on, which was a great conversation, I felt. I think we've got a long way to go. And we're just playing our small part. I think collaboration is the key. And collaboration involves the community as well. I was a community member for the longest time. And now I'm sitting on a team. I still sometimes find it very strange. But... It, it, that's what happens because there's actually not that many of us when you when you look at the percentage of the globe that's that's in this this game and in this area. Um, I, I do hope I do hope. I mean, I'm looking at my screen just now and I see GTA Six AI influencers. Space going on about GTA Six and AI influencers and getting rich. I think that's everything that's wrong with the world actually. But uh, nevertheless, you know that's how people can get involved. Is 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 really starting to fight for blockchain and do their bit and not just for Serenity Shield but just for the industry in general and uh, let's make some noise so thanks as always Patrick thanks to Secret always for you know giving us support I shared a lot of time this year with uh, some of your team at various uh, various events that we attended fantastic and I hope also I've got a feeling for, for privacy in general I think things are going to be good next year I'm hoping that uh, Secret sees a, a nice bounce in the ecosystem as well and, and things are looking up for everyone so uh, good good time yeah. to be launching up you thank you yeah um i i've just put a little plug in for the fact that we are relaunching our grant program uh secret labs grant program on the network and so um there's an opportunity for more projects to build on secret 
And uh, we're very proud of our ecosystem and dApps, such as Serenity Shield, who are just building amazing technology that makes the world better. And that's what we're looking for. We want more projects on our network. So um, feel free, if you have an idea, if you have a, a good team behind you, feel free to apply for a grant. There's very specific focus areas for us right now. And um, we hope to get some more amazing projects like Serenity Shield. All right. Thanks, everybody, for coming to Secret Spaces this week. We'll be back next week at our usual time, Tuesday at 5 p.m. UTC. And until then, everybody have a good week. Take it easy, everyone. Bye-bye. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear Flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting nottas And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy To pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists Jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity Before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss It's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning Forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hot Stage. Like the shit is play for keeps clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines. They call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats. Tearing apart your communitility, all these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each. I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats, and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats. Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the street. Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers, fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces.